Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Mondays with Matt. We appreciate your time as we talk investing, finance, and retirement here on the podcast with Matthew Starkey. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, Mark. I am hot this week. It has been a uh, roasting hot July, and we've been in the 90s now for quite some time in, yeah. in terms of temperature. A little bit of fluctuation, but it's been it's been steady, and it's um, actually a little bit enjoyable for the fact. I'm not going to complain because it's so many left the last snow. few summers. It's always been cool. And <laughs> That's so, right. When you get the heat, I guess you you make the best of it. There you go. <laughs> if you can't stand the heat, stay out of Michigan. <laughs> stay out of the kitchen. Right. right you know. uh, yeah. Well, good. Yeah. No. I actually I saw the heat wave that it kicked in after the fourth for the you know for the upper mid uh, Midwest and Northeast there, and um, so yeah, it was uh, it was kind of moving. It's funny because where I where I'm at it was actually a much cooler June, but yeah, July is now roasty toasty. So yeah, right there with you. It's hot and humid, but that's okay. It's summer. It is what it is. We're going to deal with it and uh, and work our way through it. But other than that, you doing all right? I am doing. I am been doing well. Yes, thank good. you very much. Good, so. good. Well, you know, we were going to talk about a different topic this week, but you and I were chatting, and you had uh, some people that you know that uh, that unfortunately came down with the, the coronavirus, and they are doing fine. They are getting better, but you know, they they were a little little worried, right? As anybody would be, and they wound up getting through it. And we started having this conversation about you know what to do if you you know lose a spouse, and and you know, thankfully that was not the case by any means, but it does bring that question up. And obviously, you know, this illness and this virus going around does have that on people's minds from time to time, even though the survival rate is extremely high, you know, 99 Mm -hmm. plus percent, it's still some, there's still some difficulty in, in thinking about those things. So let's talk about uh, how to financially plan after the loss of a spouse and not, you know, to not be doomy and say it's, you know, COVID related because just life happens in general, right? I mean, it could be anything, just, you know, old age, natural causes, whatever the case might be. But as anything goes, it can always be very difficult emotionally, obviously, to go through this process. But then the financial side certainly is going to compound that if it's not, you know, properly kind of taken care of. So I've got a couple of things here for you to discuss. When a new client comes into you, you know, to sit down, whether it's man or a woman, after losing a spouse, have you, have you dealt with that situation where you have to kind of walk them through that? What is typically the biggest concern right out of the gate? Yes. Unfortunately, we deal with this quite often. It's the nature um, of the business, right? It's the nature of the business. And I was just discussing this with the client because I've had, in the last month, I've had uh, two to three oh, wow. clients and spouses that have, have lost a spouse. So I've been through this quite a bit recently. And one of the one of the good things about about this is that it, it brings it to light. And uh, it's, as you mentioned, it's good to talk about these things before they happen so that you can have a good plan in place when they do. But yeah, to answer that first question, what's typically on their mind, a lot of it depends on where they're at in life. Dealing with already retired folks, uh, a lot of the people that I coach is they already have an estate plan set up. So that may not be their biggest concern. There, a lot of the big concerns though is what do I do now? financially. It seems Murphy's law, right? Is is the person that handles the finances dies first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, often not, that's to, the case. not to give any of you that handle the finances a, a reason to freak out, but this happens a lot. Some that there's certain things that the other spouse may not be familiar with. So then there's a lot of questions around inheritance and how do I consolidate my accounts that my or in my spouse's name like IRAs or 
or other accounts. There's a myriad of things, but usually the biggest concern is, am I going to be okay? Do I have enough money to make it? And what next? Uh, A lot of people find themselves, as you said, in an emotional grieving, you know, a little bit stressful time. And so the other thing that I, it almost isn't part of the job, but it, but it is, is I'm just there to be a list, a sounding board oh, for, yeah, them, to, for, for sure. them to discuss concerns. They're not, they haven't really discussed with anybody else yet. And uh, so a lot of the, a lot of the people that, you know, that do pass away or some of them don't, you don't talk necessarily with your kids about all your financial affairs. And um, it, it helps to have somebody to go to a counselor to go to, to get these things, these items off your chest, or maybe your spouse wasn't the best planner and, and they were difficult to deal with. And, and you just need to express some of your concerns or some of those, some of those emotional items too. So yeah. we, we handle a lot of things, but I, I, I would say the biggest thing is, am I going to be okay? We know we talked about this in the past, but they just want reassurance yeah. at that time. Well, what are some of the immediate challenges? Okay, obviously, let's just, you know, for a moment, kind of take the emotion out. I know that's impossible to do, but just for the sake of the podcast, like kind of remove that out of there. Uh, what are some of the immediate challenges that the remaining spouses left to deal with? What are some some items, bullet points, if you will, to, to share with folks? Sure. The first things on the list that we normally are going to go through is we're going to get a handle on what does our, what does our monthly income look like now? How much is coming in you know, every month. If that spouse maybe had a pension that was in their name, you have to maybe deal with the company making death claims come into play. Uh, if you're a beneficiary on that pension, hopefully they had a survivor benefit. Because w- when you're married, you know, each of you is getting a social security check, likely, if you're in uh, in that age category, then you may be receiving a pension. One of the two of you, maybe both of you if you're lucky. But now you're going to lose a pension check probably, or it may decrease in income for that survivor. It might be a, a survivor 50% benefit on the pension. And so you, usually you're losing some income there. You're going to lose that extra spousal social security check. When those times come, we have to refigure the financial affairs and, and say, if I have the surviving spouse, what does your social security look like? Do you have a pension? How much do you have in investments, and do we, we do we need to start making up some money from your investments? So it's kind of getting a clearer picture. Then there's some other things that we'll talk about, you know, that you know push us into okay, do we have life insurance in place? If we had life insurance, that's usually a nice thing because it's tax free generally, and it provides immediate liquidity in case we need to do things like pay for a funeral, pay off the mortgage, pay off any debts that were in that's other spouse's name, the decedent's name. So Okay. All right. So a couple of good things to think about in there. So, you know, we've talked about the reducing the income, the higher tax rate. And I think that's one that often gets missed too a lot, Matt, is that you're so, especially if you've been married a long time, right? You get so comfortable doing the normal filing of the taxes and you don't really think about the fact that you now have to step down, you know, to the single. Uh, And it's all those little pieces that can, you know, can easily be missed. And obviously, you know, if you want to roll back the emotional factor into it, a lot of reasons that those things get missed is because of the emotions, especially if you didn't have that plan, you know, laid out. Yes. And, and I cannot stress the importance of having had a, a plan in place before this happens. Um, if you and your spouse haven't created a plan of some sort or even an expectation of, Hey, this is what it's going to look like. If one of us dies first, we definitely should sit down and talk about this because often 
there's so many things that are bundled up. I walked through this when, when my dad passed away, walked through it with my mom. And, you know, there's so many things on, on one person's plate. All those decisions come up, you know, especially if this is the first death in the, in the family and you haven't really gone through, you got to decide on, you know, if you're going to have a cremation or a normal burial, leaving the body intact, what kind of funeral, what about cemetery plots? Is this all pre-planned or if it's not pre-planned, now you got one spouse making all these decisions. Put in mind the fact that you're emotional at that time. You may not be thinking clearly. You might have family. Uh, if you have children or other folks in the family, some get along just fine. Others, not so good. <laughs> and so you might be getting a lot of pressure from children to do one thing or the other. This is a really important time for you to have a financial planner or an advisor to lean on because we can separate ourselves from the emotion of the situation and talk logically to you yeah. and begin to clear some of the some of the trees out of the way so you can see clearly what it is that you need to take care of. One of the things you mentioned is a, is a higher tax bracket or mm-hmm. a, a different tax bracket. Right. So, yeah. So right now, I mean, if, if we, one of the things we don't think of right off the top of our, our head is, hey, we have to file taxes. If you're a child and, and it's the final parent, you have to file that final tax return for them. But usually if you're married and you're filing jointly, you're going to file your tax rate does change. Um, now you have, you know, now you go to a single filer. So there's a very good chance that um, our tax bracket might change deduction. So right now, each of you gets a $12,000 standard deduction in 2020 here. So that's 24,000 standard deduction for the two of you. But now if one of us is gone, that drops down to 12,000. So we might pay more tax on our income at that stage. So that's a good point. That's something that we definitely think about. Other things that um, are going to come up uh-huh. are, you know, beneficiary changes, change ownership on some accounts. Right. Yeah. And we may have to change beneficiaries to children or charities, or we're going to have to go through all these investment accounts now, make sure that if they weren't already previously titled for a backup beneficiary, that we we get that done properly now. Frequently what happens if you're married, you know, you had the other spouse named as your primary beneficiary and um, they're no longer in the picture. So now we might have potential changes there. Also when with wills and powers of attorney, that's a good time to review those and update to make sure that uh, not only if your spouse passes away, but um, make sure that um, we still have the right people named to be our power of attorney. Generally, when an attorney prepares that power of attorney, you know, you're giving someone the right to become you to handle your financial affairs or to extend or continue your life. That's an important change. If your spouse is gone, double check that backup person that you have named because the Things may have changed since you last had that right. <laughs> power of attorney yeah. prepared. That you may not have that same relationship with that person. Yeah, definitely. So there's a lot of changes that are going to happen for you, and it's just a matter of sorting through. Some people are fairly balanced, and you know they they may not be that emotional. Others they very have a very difficult time getting through the emotional impact and the grieving process. It, right. it just it's just something that everybody deals with differently, and it takes time. So. We're sensitive to that. We want to maintain that sensitivity. But at the same time, I'm going to push forward getting you to make the absolute most important decisions right now to actually go forward and do those all the while we're being sensitive to, you know, having this loss in your life. So, but there are some things that need to get taken care of right away. Well, I was going to ask, we're here to help you. Well, that was going to, I was going to ask you, Matt, because often 
you know, timelines for this stuff seems to be a bit wonky, you know, so it's like, okay, is there things that have to be done really quickly or most, cause you'll hear people say, you know, first thing you should do is just take a little time to grieve. Nothing is that pressing. Uh, so that gets confusing for folks. Are there some things that are, you know, need to be done pretty quickly? And then there are other pieces that can wait, you know, uh, a few weeks or, or even months later, you know, after you've had a chance to kind of process that grief. That's where people, I think, get tripped up as well. Yeah, great question. Great point. Um, there are some things that you do need to pay attention to. And so one of the things I, I think of is when when you have beneficial IRAs, you know, depending on the time of year that you pass away, we really want to be cautious or, or, or be careful of, of making making claims on these things within a timely fashion. I, I would say within the first year, if you can get all this stuff done, that's great. Nothing has to typically be done right away, except Social Security does require you when, when they learn of the date of death, you know, you're going to have to return a payment. I see that happen a lot where clients... Uh, spouse passes away, but the social security deposit came in. So they end up having to return that. Um, you can't just, you can't just sit back and, you know, veg for three months and, and then say, I'll deal with it later. Other things like mortgage payments, second mortgages, if you have car loans that, you know, that person was in, in charge of, or they paid the bills online, wake up and pay attention real quick because you don't want to be having the repo company coming outside <laughs> And your neighbors are like, oh my gosh, you know, he passed away and now their car got repoed. And, you know, I see the foreclosure sign up on their house. I mean, it doesn't take long for some bad things that can happen. So you just got to be, just got to use your, use your common sense, but also give us a call. I mean, we, we want to, we want to make sure that everything's taken care of, that you don't have to deal with stressful financial issues on top of the grieving process of having lost a spouse. Yeah, definitely. Um, plans change. I mean, you might have a, a cottage that, you know, doesn't feel the same. You, you, may, you may not want to go up there and visit anymore. Um, so if you have family members, a lot of times you're just going to, you're going to get a sense. I mean, that first year really is a sensitive time and it's not a good idea to make a lot of financial changes or big decisions in terms of investment changes from what you were already planning. Philosophically, we want to just kind of keep things kind of on the norm. But at the same time, it's our job to work work through those emotions with you and kind of get a feel for, okay, what now? What does retirement look like alone? Am I going to get remarried? That's a possibility for some. Yeah. Depending on your age, you know, for others not, you know? Yeah. So, so we, we look at all those different things. Um, Some things that you do want to pay attention to right away though, are like getting in touch with your investment companies and getting them the date of death or getting a copy of the death certificate. So I just worked through this with someone else and um, it was a non-spouse beneficiary, but the company gives them up to one year to make the claim. So oh, okay. if, if one year from the date of death. So if they don't make the claim within one year, watch out because then sometimes financial accounts, if they're not accounted for, they'll sheet back to the state. Well, so, but that but that's some time. So at least that's, that's good. That's yeah. usually a couple year process if they can't yeah. get a hold of that that person. Yeah. Uh, so you don't want to drag your feet either. You want to just work through and give us a call. Give your give your advisor a call. Make sure that you you are working with someone who's a partner with you to make sure that all of these things get handled. Well, and that's uh, and that's what where a lot of times Matt that comes 
that extra piece comes into play, right? Obviously, you know, you've got an advisor to help you with the financial planning and the retirement planning and the income plan and all that kind of stuff. But then it really comes in handy, you know, for these types of situations. Typically, we lean on our kids in that time, right? When we've, they've lost a parent, we've lost a spouse. But also having that other person there to, you know, bring in, to factor in is really going to help, you know, that, and that's something that kids can help out with too. They can reach out and say, hey, in this case, you know, Matt, you know, we need to do blah, 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 or what do we need to do so I can get mom or dad? focused in that direction. So that's a great point you make. So making sure that you have an advisor you're working with. And as Matt mentioned, if you have questions, you need help, just call him at 989-401-2949. It's 989-401-2949. And you can also check him out online at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. Any other things as we wrap up the podcast, a couple items may be left that to top off or did we get most of them? We got a lot of them. One of the things I guess that I, while you're in good health and while you're alive, um, we have a guide that I <laughs> It's get easier over. to do when you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's way easier when you're alive to <laughs> fill out your survivor's guide. We, we have a guide that's called the survivor's guide. And um, I've okay. given it to a lot of you that are clients of mine. Mm-hmm. You probably have it in your binder and you may not have started filling it out yet. <laughs> so get your pen out and start <laughs> filling it out right now. There you go. Um, the survivor's guide though, kind of is a list of all of the people that you're working with. So we, we give you a guide that says, here's my financial advisor, here's my attorney, my accountant, my, a realtor of preference. And then in that survivor's guide also, you've got a list of all the benefits. So if you're a veteran and you have VA benefits, you want your family to know about that. If that surviving spouse maybe already passed and you're, you're the solo person now waiting for, you know, your clock is ticking and your kids are going to eventually inherit things, put together a list of some important pieces of information. Where is everything? It's a good yeah. idea to keep it in a binder. And then you can say, if the if the bus ever hits me, you know, here's where you go. And everything's accounted for in this folder. Huh. One of the big things, and I'll, I'll warn everybody about this, is um, if you're the bill payer in the house and you're using online bill pay, leave a list of, of websites and passwords to those websites for the survivors. That way they don't miss a beat. You know, if something happens to you and you have it all in a binder and organized, they're going to be able to find things and rapidly take care of what needs to be taken care of. So the survivor's guide is something that you fill out on your own and it's something that is just going to make life easier for everybody. Okay. Um, Also in your obituary, you know, not a lot of people know, Mark, that you were the Olympic champion uh, in 1984. For, <laughs> <laughs> for underwater basket weaving. That's right. You can write whatever you want in your obituary. Nobody can argue with you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, those right. are some great points. And if you'd like to get, if you don't have a copy of that and you'd like to get one, Matt can make that available for you. All you got to do is just reach out to him and let him know. Uh, that'd Absolutely. be pretty, pretty easy to do. So I think that's going to cover it for this week on the podcast. Not the, the, the peppiest of conversations, but a very important one because, you know, we're all going to, unfortunately, the mortality rate is, you know, what it is. We None of us 100%. get out of this. That's right. <laughs> uh, so we have to make sure that we are taking those steps for those other folks in our life that are going to be left behind. So reach out to Matt if you've got questions or concerns, folks, at 989-401-2949 for that survivor's guide as well. 989-401-2949. If you have any questions, always before you take action, you should check with a qualified professional like Matt Starkey, an investment advisor representative and the owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We'd certainly appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, you can do it on Apple, Google, Spotify, or just about any platform you use. You can find us by simply typing in Mondays with Matt in the search box on whatever app and finding that. Or you can just go to his website, 
greatlakesretirementsolutions.com, and you'll see a link for the podcast. Matt, my friend, stay safe, stay sane, have a good one, and I will talk to you in a couple of weeks, all right? Thanks, Mark. Everybody out there, thank you for listening, and um, definitely don't hesitate. Get some things in order. Get your plan in order, and um, give us a call, and we'd be happy to to assist you. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt. Reach out to him again if you need help at 989-401-2949. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.